What is up and welcome back to Beyond the Arc with Brandon Silvers. As always, I am your host, Brandon Silvers. Got another special one for y'all today. If you don't know, here in the Low Country, we have a fire three-on-three basketball tournament held right on the flight deck of the USS Yorktown. And today, I'm joined by the founder of that tournament, Earn Gas. Earn, what is going on, man? What's up? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So that's coming up Saturday, September 30th at 10 a.m. We're going to talk more about that. I'm going to be out there. The legendary Danny Foxworth is going to be out there. But the first thing that really comes to my mind when I see someone who has organized a tournament of this magnitude is that dude must love basketball. Am I correct in my assessment? Yes, you are definitely correct. Word. So take basketball. me back and let me know, where did this love of basketball start? I'm always curious about that. Um, So back in Sumter, South Carolina. So I'm from Sumter, South Carolina. Um, I'm from a, it's a small town. I don't know if you, I don't know. Where are you from? I'm from, I'm from right here in Charleston. Okay. So you know where Sumter is. Sumter, that's, that's home of John Morant, right? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. So um, I came from Sumter. Um, I used to play basketball all the time. We would play at the YMCA in Sumter. Um, I would play in my backyard. We had a hoop set up in my backyard that my dad used to play on, actually. Um, and when, when I was a kid and I couldn't play with the uh, grown adults, he would have that basketball set up. Um, I would watch him play outside all day. I would want to jump in on the games, but I couldn't jump in on the games because they were just too big and um and and much older than me. So I would play after they left. And um eventually I got big enough and old enough to where I could play with these guys. And then I started like um doing pretty well against them. And um then I played at, at Lakewood High School in, in uh in Sumter. And um our team, uh, we honestly wasn't that good um, at Lakewood, but I knew that I was. I knew I was good, um, and I wanted to play D one basketball. So I, I didn't have a, a any offers or anything, but I went to Charleston Southern and I walked on the team um, back in two thousand and six. That's what's up. So mm-hmm. I I played D2 for a, a brief spell at Newberry, but mm-hmm. walk us through that walk on life, because that really, to me, just seeing what I've seen, that speaks to this dude not only loves basketball, but knows how to grind. So what was it like mm-hmm. just walking on the team there? So, yeah, that was definitely a grind. Um we so they had tryouts uh they well they posted the tryouts um around campus and uh if i if i remember correctly i think it was through our email we may have gotten something too but but that's besides the uh, fact but i went to the practice and it was just high paced um everything was just high paced uh the di- the difference between like high school 
in college isn't really the, I would say the, um, the advancements of the, of the drills or anything is just the speed. Everything is everything fast. is just fast. Everything that you do in high school is, is the same, but it's just in in super speed. So um, that was the same thing with the trials. Um, and I was known for for my speed. So, so I brought that to the um brought that to the tryouts. Um, and I, I just grinded. Uh, I always was the shortest on the court as well. So that was also um, a, a hindrance, but I, I would play that to my advantage. I, I so I just used speed in um in everything that I did with the trials as well too. Man, so when you went to Charleston Southern, did you did you go with a thought in mind I can make this team, or did you just show up and just kind of trusted the process, as the Sixers like to say, and like, look, I've been working for this, I know I can do it. Because I know they got um, like preferred walk-ons and they got just the open trials. Were you the open trial kind of guy or the preferred walk-on? I was the open trial kind of guy, but Ooh. I did, yeah. But I I knew I could make the team. Um, I just knew I could. Um, it, it was just I was kind of overlooked back in back in high school. Um, didn't have like social media and all this stuff going on in. But I just knew I could make the team for sure. Man, that's wild. So for people who don't know, tell them what is it like being a walk-on at a D1 school? Um it's a it's a okay. So it is tough um playing basketball period in college for sure. Uh you have your you got your 6 a.m. um workouts or weightlifting. And then you got your individual practice at like eleven. And then you got your team practice at like six. And um then you got class in between all of that. It's yeah, it's it's pretty it's, it's like pretty a full-time job actually. for free. It's a full-time job, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a full-time job. And I know like the respect for walk-ons if you're a star player i feel like you get a little bit more leeway with stuff like grades yeah. you can have a bad practice but the walk-ons you got to be on point every single part of your not only just your game but your life you can't have a bad mm -hmm. practice or a bad a bad grade or midterm can you no not at all yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. Um, there's no leeway. Um, you have to be on point. Uh, yeah, because you you feel that you already feel that you have to be on point as a walk on anyway. It, it's 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 kind of like this feeling. I, I I can't really explain it, but it's like a feeling that you have to be on point. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely correct. Because it kind of seems like to me, like, not only do you ha have the tryout to make the team, but it's almost like the whole year every day is is just a new tryout every day. Because they don't mm -hmm. really owe you anything. You're not on scholarship, so they can just get rid of you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
so how did you deal with that pressure every day mentally? Um, just showing up. Uh, I always was a hard worker. Uh, so that with uh athleticism, being a hard worker and having some athletics, definitely. Uh, I wouldn't say negated that, but it equalized that. Um, so I was able to show the coaches that I'm here and that I'm going to give you my all. And um, really, they couldn't say anything from there. It's like we like you, we want you here. You you uh you give us your all, and you you uh go at any of these players. So. So what was your how long how long did you play there? What was your playing career like? I played two years and then I tore my ACL back in um back in something. Wow. Yeah. What was that the initial injury? What's going through your mind when you first do it or find um, out that it's your ACL? So initially, so as a as an athlete, we've all been injured before plenty of times. Um, but when I, when this injury happened, um, I knew it was serious because it, it, nothing ever happened to me uh, like that. So <laughs> it was like, it was just fluke accident, fluke injury kind of thing. And um, once I did it and I felt my knee, and I could see it just instantly swell, swell, swell up, and I heard it crack. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I said, yeah, this is definitely not a normal injury. So, yeah, everything especially, went through my mind. Especially for a dude like yourself, you say you you were one of your big attributes was your athleticism, and like mm -hmm. ACL injury is devastating to that, or it can be. Yeah. So, I mean. I, I tore my Achilles and I wasn't a huge athleticism guy as far as jump out the gym. I was more like coordination and, and quickness, but still, even with that, I was like, Oh, this is, this is a problem. Um, this is going to be hard to overcome. This is going to really at least be an obstacle in my career so were you at a point when you tore it where you were still thinking, you know, I might go play pro ball or something. Now what am I going to do? Or where were you at as far as basketball terms? Basketball terms, uh, it was definitely devastating. Um, I really didn't have a plan mm. after that. I, I never thought I would get injured um, yeah. to that extent. Um, but I did always have an entrepreneurial mindset. So I I guess I would say I used that um in getting my business started eventually with Ballers World. Okay, well let's talk about that because that was kind of the same process that I went through post injury, except I floundered a little bit for a couple years there. But then mm -hmm. like people always tell you you can't play basketball forever yep and like you said we always think no we could probably play basketball forever we're not gonna get hurt but then the day comes and it's like nope you don't even get to choose when you stop 
Mm-hmm. So Ballers World comes about, and initially, what was that idea, and how did it look? Um, so I always wanted something. I always wanted a, a business and something that I was passionate about. So uh, I always, I always wanted like a basketball business, but I didn't know what I wanted exactly with this business. Um, but uh, when I tore my ACL, it, it it was a couple years after I tore my ACL as well. But um, I went to. So I'll back it up a little bit more. Back in the day. I, I uh, so I'm from Sumter, South Carolina, but I moved to uh, a town close to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for two years okay. in seventh and eighth grade. Um, and they had this tournament. It was the Gus Macker tournament. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Yeah. But they had a Gus Macker tournament. Um, it was a three on three tournament, and when I tell you, like that was the time of my life. That was the time of my life as a kid um, that played basketball. So after I tore my ACL and I was back in the South, um, after college, it's like, why do we not have this tournament down here? These kids will really enjoy this. Everyone would enjoy it. Um, like, why do we not have this tournament here? Um so I saw an event at Patriots Point, which is the uh, the location that we're using for this event. And I thought it would really be cool to have that tournament and not only that tournament, but, but have it on top of the ship would be an even better atmosphere and, and, um, and better for everyone. So... I uh centered the the uh ballers world around that idea of having our events be innovative, of having our events um be something new to either the area or or uh or the kids. So um it would that is what ballers world is. It's it's about innovative basketball events. Um and innovative ideas that we have with basketball, but the innovative ideas part is still coming. We have some ideas, but that's going to take a, a lot of money. What what I have up my sleeve for for this next thing, but um, but yeah, that's how Ballers World got started, um, and that's where the idea of it came from. That's mm-hmm. what's up, and I know that's something that that's always been in my head too especially as I got older and started going to different cities, like we had midnight basketball downtown for a little bit when I was younger, Mm -hmm. but South Carolina, you just look at the players in the league. Like we've got a lot of basketball talent, a lot of passion for basketball, but not Mm -hmm. really the events that line up with that to give us a chance to kind of showcase that passion and talent for the game. And as you get out and see the world, you're like, what is going on? So, I mean, I think this is incredible for that reason alone. Now, I know it's not just a 
a basketball tournament. I know y'all are doing some different things for the community as well through it. So why don't you talk a little bit about what's going on there as well? So we do have Ballers World Global Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit. And that is the purpose of that is to help the underserved through recreational sports. So we have a development day initiative in which we teach underserved kids basketball. Now, Ballers World Global Foundation isn't just basketball, but I started off in basketball. So naturally it's starting in basketball. But once we get bigger with with uh this nonprofit, it it will expand into all sports. So um with that being said, we do want to expand this development day into other sports if we have different um people that we could work with that are in other sports, we would love to work with them. Um, and we also have some other initiatives that we are gearing towards um, that one will go align with the idea that I have for, for Ballers World um, that's going to take some money. But once we get these, once we get it started and going, I, I think it could definitely make a, a major impact on the underserved community. And that's what we're trying to do at Ballers World Global. Definitely. So how many years have you held Battle on the Deck? Uh, it's five years. Five years. So what was that first year like? Oh, it, it was kind of a mess. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, we had... We didn't have as many teams. Um, some of the hoops that I had were missing parts. Mm. Yeah, so that was a mess. But it, but eventually, it still it went and it went smoothly. But um, working out those hiccups throughout the years has definitely um shown us major improvement in this tournament. It helped us to make major improvement in this turn. What did you see the first year that made you think, okay, this has been a learning process for sure, but I need to keep doing this? Mm -hmm. Um, the enjoyment, uh, people coming back after, like, hey, you gonna have the tournament again? You having the tournament, right? Um. Just seeing the smile on uh, on people's faces, just it, it makes you want to do this. Um, because the prices, we're not trying to kill you with the prices. It's a uh, hundred, hundred twenty bucks a team. It's like pretty much the, pretty much that is the fee to get on the ship. You're paying to play per person. So um, yeah. So you you. So we're not trying to kill anyone with prices. We want we want you there. If there are underserved teams that can't pay, let us know. We'll uh, we can get you in the tournament free. It's about getting the community um together, getting everyone um on the ship, having a good time in the name of basketball. Yeah, and I can speak to that as well because I know both you and your community relations guy eric have both hit me up wanting to know look do you know any teams who just want to play for free we're looking to to fill up some spots with some underserved community participants mm -hmm. so 
Y'all aren't just talking the talk, you're walking the walk as well. So we show up Saturday, September 30th, 10 a.m. What can you expect if you're a participant? And then what is there for the spectators as well? So for the participants, you can expect where well, you're going to go and register at the front. Um, Then you'll get on the ship. You will expect to play your games. You have a minimum of two games. Okay. Um, So you'll play your two games and then you'll have entertainment. You'll have DJ, you have food. Um, You'll have, we have vendors all around it. And then we have, also we have uh some some games for Ballers World Global Foundation. We'll have like a free throw game. Um we'll have like a a raffle. We just want to keep people entertained. So yeah. And we we'll make some shirts too. And they're gonna be pretty I, I like them. Good, good. So <laughs> How many how many teams do y'all have this year? I know you mentioned this has been a growing thing through the years. What are y'all looking mm-hmm. at this year? Um, so we're at about 55 teams right now. The deadline is the 25th. So I would expect to get about 30 more teams from there. Okay. But people sign up late. And well, yeah, I would probably have been one of those people if I still hoop that much. Um, <laughs> what so what time does the cutoff? Because I know this is dropping the twenty fifth. So what time you hear this episode in the morning? Can I still run and sign up at eleven fifty nine p.m.? Oh, this is on the twenty fifth, isn't it? Okay, yeah. I forgot. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we can we can do it up to midnight, and uh, okay. I can do- we can get the uh, brackets and everything going um, Tuesday. So if you're interested, pause the episode, go sign up, then come back mm-hmm. and finish the episode. And what else? So speaking of that, this is actually the million dollar question. I'm going to put it in the show notes as well. Where do people sign up? What's the website? So the website is www.ballersworld.net. And um, you go to the events uh page and from there you'll see the mount pleasant event you'll also see other events that we're we're um gearing towards doing as well uh oh you have you've not you haven't saw the website have you i was checking it out okay but we have the other events that we're looking at doing in the future as well we've gotten the okay to do it in the other ships in the united states I mean, it is Ballers World Global, right? So yeah, <laughs> that's what's up. Because I know they had, a, I think Michigan State came and played a game on the Yorktown about a decade ago, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they brought in the courts um, and the condensation messed up the games. Yep, they had to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so ours is directly on the deck. So as long as it doesn't rain, we we don't typically have to worry about that. Yes. Is there a plan for rain? Because I was looking at the weather. I think I think we're all good. But what happens in the case of rain? Have um, you ever had that happen? Yeah, I've had that happen and we had to push it back. Okay. Um, so I have a pretty good relationship with the with Patriots Point with the vendor. I mean, with the venue. And 
we already have something where I can push the event back just in case it rains, but we really hope it doesn't rain. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> and like I said, well, I'm not a weatherman, but so far so good. Mm -hmm. And through the website too, if you want to get involved and volunteer, I know there are links for that as well. Yes. Yeah. We could use a couple more volunteers, um, maybe some more scorekeepers. That would be great. So come through, get involved for spectators. Is there a charge to, to come in and watch? Yes. $20. See, it's an easy, fun Saturday activity. Let us know every other place outside of ballersworld.net where we can keep up with it or what we can do to support or support other things you're doing. Um, ballersworldglobal.org. So that's the uh, website for the nonprofit. Um, sign up on the websites on both of them and, and uh, we'll keep you updated on everything. And if you want to get involved in the nonprofit in Ballers World, just hit us up. That's what's up. I'm going to put all that in the show notes. Man, is there anything else you, you want to cover? Um, I think that's it. Yeah that I could think of <laughs> and I'm excited. I know we're going to get some, some content out there as well. Day of this is a great event, great cause show up, help him get some more money so we can take this thing global for real, man. I appreciate you coming on earn. Appreciate you having me for sure. All right. That has been another episode of beyond the arc with Brandon Silvers. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share, and come on out to the battle on the deck Saturday, September 30th at 10 AM. All the information is going to be in the show notes for the fifth and final time. I'll say that. So I will catch y'all next week.